Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone. This is Pamela Cuccinella and Susie Mazzoli here with you yet again. We are the ones that turn up every week just for you. <laughs> this is ActiveSpirituality.life. Pam's going to let us know all about week 14 of April uh, of 2022. We're talking with uh, Pam about the week starting Monday, the 4th of April, and then after she covers the 10th of April, I'll be back for our meditation. Pam, uh, let us know. I, I have some um, little bit of feelings about this week. It feels like it's going to be a big one. Yeah. Well, we're coming off um, that Aries new moon that happened on April Fool's Day. And so it's probably been for many of us a rather <clears throat> rocky, tumultuous weekend. What happens with this new moon energy that we are in the waxing cycle of is that the Aries new moon that comes after the equinox is a big thrust as to what we are, where we are putting our emotional heart for the year. And it could be a short-term kick for some of us. It could be a long endeavor. It could be an endeavor that is a revisit of something that's been worked for a long time or will be. But <clears throat> it did get off to a rather rocky start in that we had to confront perhaps old ghosts, shadow energy, um, finances, how other people may feel about what it is we want to do or where we're going. But now on April 4th, the moon goes void, of course, at 9.53 p.m. this evening, Eastern time. So today is still a day where we might be confronting things or making decisions that have to do with finances or where we really want to put our heart and energy. I think one of the pieces that makes this so powerful, this particular point in time, is that the moon in Aries is in astrology language, we call it ruled by Mars because Mars is the planet that's linked to Aries. Aries was the god of war, of, of um, aggression, of assertion, of desire. Mars is the planet that is linked, the red planet that's linked with all those energetic uh, feelings, expression of anger, desire, libido. 
And one thing I, I talk about when I talk about anger is that anger is fuel. It basically is an emotional response to something that is happening. And our job when we get that burst of energy, of fuel, that sudden like foot on the gas is what are we going to do with it? And the more impulsively we act, usually the less fruitful it is. Uh, although there's a difference between impulse that's reactionary and re impulse that is a trained response. Uh, when we understand our anger and response to it really well, we can deliver messages that are very forceful, assertive, and effective. When we, when our reaction to our anger has not been given a lot of thought and self-reflection and understanding of where it's coming from, sometimes we lash out or, uh, or communicate in ways that we've always communicated that are not really that instructive or helpful or go anywhere. And with this point in time, with the moon in the sign of Taurus on Monday, we're still working though with that waxing moon energy. It's in Taurus and Mars is moving through the, the sign of Aquarius. Now, the piece about Mars that I'm gonna talk about briefly, but as we go through this year, I'll be talking about it more, is that Mars goes retrograde at the end of 2022. So Mars will end up being in the sign of Gemini for almost six months, which is a very long time. Now, right now it's in the sign of Aquarius, also an air sign at this um, new moon energetic building. And I think it is a indication of what's to come about a lot of what we need to do learn and work with this mars energy throughout this year and into next is how do we communicate in the most effective way possible and that's going to really give us or lead us to uh, a lot more effective strategies about how we're expressing ourselves and most importantly, how we're heard and received. And because we're in this important cycle that the air cycle that will go on for a hundred some odd years, um, how we communicate respond, say things, react, how effective are we? And over the next couple of days, our effectiveness can increase exponentially 
if we've been paying attention with what's being presented to us um, at this point in time. So whatever you've been learning or been exposed to or going through as we experience (laughs) the opening of this Aries new moon cycle, see if your response and way of of delivering your message is as effective as it can be. Because when it is, we can cut through a lot of, um, a lot of stuff uh, with much more efficiency than we've been able to. And each one of us has a role in this to be able to obtain it, make it happen and lead to a good outcome. So the last picture in the sky, um, which happens today on the 4th, speaks about this kind of friction with people who were uh, working against or working with. But the picture in the sky that's really dominating how well we can wield and use this energy that isn't just about this waxing moon cycle, but can actually lead for the entire zodiacal year, which brings us to um, to next spring at this time. It all depends where you're putting your energy and what you're trying to do with it. But there's a picture in the sky between Mars and Saturn. And a lot of astrologers, especially um, Vedic astrologers, see this as a very a very malefic day, a bad day. Now, it certainly can be a difficult, challenging day. And that's why I'm, I've spent so much time speaking on make sure you understand your own deep-seated challenges with whatever's presented to you on this day. Because when we do that, we can take this energy of Mars and Saturn, which is incredibly powerful, and we can work it to our advantage. It's an army. Think about an army. Think about an army that is moving in a direction that is well-led, well-thought-out, strategic, with the least damage possible. And is a force that's to be reckoned with, uh, met, understood, and can, can also do a lot of good work. That's the kind of army you want in your psyche. It's that, it's that force that has so much to do with integrity, a force that moves with momentum and integrity. That's what's possible but only if we're conscious and really working for the longer goal and not just moving, reacting against something. How are you responding with as opposed to reacting against? So once the moon goes void, of course, at five, um, sorry, at 9.53 Eastern time, it is void for um a little over an hour and then it enters gemini at 11:04 p.m. and some of us 
especially air fire signs might start like really reeling or getting really energy bursts then. I recommend for most of us that we get to bed before then wind down so that the next day, the next couple of days, we can use to our best advantage because these are days when the waxing moon cycle is really building energetically in a very unfettered, all speed ahead way. Um, it is an incredibly dynamic day on Tuesday the 5th. Uh, lots of conversation exchange, people making connections, people like um, it, it's almost it, if you have a long to-do list with a lot of things you want to cross off and do, and they have to do with calling people, contacting people, um, making uh, connections, uh, getting out uh, correspondence. Boy, it is going to just move like brush fire today. Very, very strong energy. And that holds for Wednesday as well. The, the negative about these two days is that if you're easily distracted, um, that is, that's the thing that can trip you up. But otherwise, if you're real clear about what has to be done and how you need to do it, it can just book. It can really just, things can fly. On Wednesday, we might hit a little more of uh, tension, especially for those who are easily distracted. And what I would really recommend is as we get to the end of day on Wednesday, late afternoon, early evening, that you give yourself some really rock solid meditation time. Either really meditate or if you love to listen to music, make art, dance. This is just per float in a tub, um, swim, the perfect way to just really refuel and energize yourself, fill your well, if you will, with all kinds of good juice as we get into going into the rest of the week. So the moon goes void, of course, at 11.15 p.m. And it's void until uh, almost uh, 12 hours. It's void until actually over until 11.30 a.m. when it enters the sign of cancer on Thursday late morning, the 7th. So that means the entire morning is void, of course. And what we get from that is that what's happening is the moon is in the sign of Gemini and it's void, of course, so it's a really good day, morning rather, for doing things like clean out your email cache, clean out the, the things that just clutter and, and take up space. I actually, um, I heard that um, certain um, webmail accounts like Gmail, they're starting to charge people money who never clean out their emails, like just keep all this stuff. And everybody thinks about digital as being clean and it doesn't take any, um, any energy and, and has a really good um, echo footprint. That's not true. I mean, all the storage requires <laughs> supercomputers 
to keep that stuff current. And those supercomputers, of course, take all kinds of minerals and energy and maintenance to happen. So we all have a responsibility to clean out our trash. <laughs> and if you haven't done it, Thursday morning, the 7th is an excellent time to do that. So once the moon enters cancer, and now we're in, uh, I, I think, I think actually Thursday the 7th um, in the afternoon is going to be a pretty good day for uh, doing things that basically allow us um, how we feel taken care of. Moon is in the sign of cancer. It's making a nice picture to uh, Venus. So we can really connect, have conversations, uh, work with finances, think in terms of let's, um, let's plan meals or do things that are, are good ways to take care of ourselves over the next period of time. But there may be some pushback for certain decisions or things that happened or were um, talked about on Thursday that happens on Friday. Maybe certain obligations or things that somebody thought they could do can't come to pass. This may be true on Saturday as well. Um, what's good about Friday and Saturday, even though they may feel a little, especially Saturday, um, I think part of what's happening is that the moon and cancer, we really want to just nest and restore and be comfortable and kind of have a low profile. And that may be obtainable as I look at Friday, but on Saturday, there may be a cost to certain decisions we made or preferences that we had. We may get pulled out or told we have to do this, or this is the cost for taking some time off on Thursday, Friday, whatever the um, piece is that has to be addressed, it still is uh, positive in that when you look at it as something that needs to happen in order to um, state your truth or what it is you want to do or how um, certain things need to flow better. It's all good. It's when we ignore it or put it under the rug or we don't want to deal with it or, or somebody else's um, concerns or needs, then things, things get worse. They magnify, they blow up. And this isn't what we want. We want to talk about it, put things in place, understand it, and don't be afraid to confront something that feels uncomfortable. Because the only way to have it pass from feeling uncomfortable is to deal with it. The moon goes void, of course, at 9.01 p.m., after which time, ah, oh. <laughs> 
um, some of the tension or whatever was uh, bothering us or, or someone in our lives starts to subside, whatever the concerns were, um, we kind of have a better handle on it or a little more distance from it. Um, and Saturday night really asked for a good restorative sleep. The moon enters Leo exactly at midnight, which one could say is midnight on Saturday the 9th or Sunday the 10th, um, just 12 a.m. Um, but that is when uh, we are entering into fully Sunday the 10th. And that brings in a time when the moon in Leo is just a very, very dynamic day. We want to be out. We want to be meeting people. We want to be shining. We want to be seen. And it's not necessarily easy because when you think about it, think about, oh, um, <laughs> think about kids who love to act. They love to perform. They love to, um, they're real hams. They're good at it. And, and some of them are really good at it. You know, it's like, whoa, that kid is off the charts, really good. And then, you know, they're playing around and then things start to get more serious. They get into middle school. Kids are like competing for roles. They want this. And certain kids decide, who may be very talented, they decide, you know, so-and-so wants it more than I do, or this just isn't fun anymore. This is too competitive. It's too, like, people need it more than they're just having fun with it, and I don't want to be a part of it. So that's what the energy is like on the 10th. It's, it's a lot of people need to be heard or seen or express themselves. And the ideal is we allow everyone space to do that. That's the ideal. And when that's allowable, it can be a tremendously refreshing and uh, dynamic day. So if you feel that this is something you need to express and be out there, then go for it. And if you feel you'd rather just kind of step aside and be somebody backstage or be the audience, then do that too. But the important thing is that if you're somebody who needs to express and needs to be out there, that you figure out a way to do it, however uncomfortable or challenging it may be. And now I turn it over to Susie. Oh, my great need to express. <laughs> <laughs> and the Gemini has arrived. <laughs> Yay. So, <laughs> so let's do a meditation now for the group of people that fit into that part that Pam is talking about that don't want to be in the audience, the ones that want to be seen. So today's meditation is for that group. And hopefully that will be a lot of people in our, um, in our audience because we're always encouraging action and, and uh, movement um, for all of us. 
Okay, so let's jump in for our meditation. So I invite you to just take a place of quietness and stillness. And as you just deepen into the moment, just noticing where your emotional heartstrings are pulling. Just notice where you're at. And just acknowledgement, that's all. Sometimes it's important just to acknowledge this is what I'm feeling right now at the beginning of a meditation. And as we start to take a few deeper breaths and allowing ourselves to really settle, just have a little, a little peek over your history. Look at your story. Look at your life, whether you're 22 or 52 or 102. Just have a, a little recall moment where you just have a look through your life and it would be really important now to put on some glasses, some vision, uh, sisters, helping you to look at uh, a way that you can actually honour your history. For some of us that might be a little hard, but we can all do it. Just find places where you can honour your history. Look at who you are or what you've done and all of the different aspects of your life and just you yourself honour where you are, what you've done. And we can all find something, whether it's a huge uh, body of work in your career or whether it's looking after your family or whether it's looking after yourself or whether it's just something that you did in 12th grade, looking back and honouring our history. And many of us are so quick, we're so quick to uh, downgrade ourselves, to be not appreciative, to not see the good stuff. We're way too fast to compare ourselves to others and other situations. But as we do this, let's really please be very respectful of ourselves, no matter where we are, no matter what we've been through. Just be respectful and allow that self-love to be present. And consider your gifts, your skills, and put them on a pedestal. Even if it's just for a few minutes, you can handle it. And really honour the points of view that you have had in your life for whatever reasons, the points of view, your perspectives your understandings and honour those. There's a lot about being comfortable in our own skin and being comfortable that, yes, of course, we're 
made mistakes and of course we've done silly things and of course we've embarrassed ourselves and of course we've hurt other people. This is a part of our process. We're human, we're learning and we are learning. We're learning from the things that we might have done that we would call a mistake. And we can feel perhaps some shame and guilt. We can have some deeply uncomfortable feelings. But in every single moment, we have the opportunity to love ourselves and to highlight ourselves and to honor ourselves and to know that in the next moment, with the next thought, with the next action, we can come from a more loving place, from a place filled with more wisdom, that we can come to our lives now perhaps with more diplomacy, uh, more ability for conflict resolution within ourselves, as in the outer world. We can come into this life now with more precision, more focus as we become more grounded and aware. And as the, the shame or guilt or those bad self-feelings start to dissipate or we simply start to just accept them, just accepting where I've been and where I'm at. And then we come to this place now of all eyes are on you. What is, what is that deep inner, the very deep inner part of you now that is great and wonderful that you would like to share? What's that great next big chapter of your life? What is that? project, that program, that, that gift that you would like to share now. And we are now able to do that. We can step up to the plate. It's time now for us to do it and to, to be someone in this world who is accepting of the situations but able to take ourselves to a new place. And perhaps what we're planning in front of ourselves might be a very tall order. It might be so big that it's outside of the realm that you could possibly have even thought of. But during this period now, especially during the next few weeks, allow yourself to have the biggest, biggest dreams that you could ever have dreamt. And do not allow any restrictions in that dream. See your dream as expansive, boundless, and unlimited. And hopefully for the highest good of all beings everywhere. And as you come to this place, which might seem like a very tall order, we can come to it one step at a time. We can come to it first in our mind, in our heart, in our thoughts then in the outside world, in actions and movements. But it is a time now where these gates are being blasted open and 
we're able to really do things, especially in the area of our work, of our career, of our work in the world. How do I assist? How do I support? How do I bring about conflict resolution? How do I bring about creativity and innovation? How do I help myself and others in this world? And each and every single one of us now is being stimulated. These creative channels are being opened. There's an expansion, a huge, huge expansion on the horizon. So there is this very powerful sense now of of opportunity and possibility. And as we're moving into this, understanding that whatever has restricted us or held us back, wherever we start to get terrified or frightened or the tears well up, know full well that all of that that has been in the past has been in preparation, has been teaching us, all of the baggage turns into plane tickets for the future of your creative opening. So allow all of the the background, all of the history, all of the stories now to become the fuel of compassion, the fuel of loving kindness, the fuel of, of opening our hearts to being here now in this world. And putting forth important, in some cases, crucial projects that will help our world forward, whether that's in our family, in our work life, in our communities, putting ourselves forward for the greater good, putting ourselves into service with clear intention and with boundless creativity. And as we take in a few breaths, allowing that to really ground in our being, opening our eyes and saying, hello, world, we are here, we are ready, and we can do it. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't lose momentum. Join us every week. Uh, Pam and I are here to share with you. Thanks so much, Pam, and love now, everyone. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinelle of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.